0: This is The Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister.
1: Episode 24 Lies, Damn Scorpions,
2: and Statistics. Welcome. I'm Tobin Opus. I'm Carl Anderton. And I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? Spring is here in all its splendor. Here in Colorado, we've had snow, then sunshine, then snow, and more sunshine. We don't know which way is up. But we do know that the fire of the Phoenix will keep us warm in the coming days. We'll share the cards we're most excited about and our diabolical plans to outwit our opponents and all will cower before (laughs) us. (laughs) Okay, who are we kidding? No one trembles before us. We're lucky if they feel a slight chill. But we'll discuss our plans
0: anyhow. Lastly, we'll answer listener questions. All right, so the main news out of FFG... Was that they posted a what basically amounts to the last probably spoilers article for disciples, in which they spoiled the Sawa Tadaka and uh, he looks Cato mm-hmm. Temple Protector. Yeah, someone on Reddit mentioned because we speculated on, I think it was last episode we speculated on what might stop Scorpion.
2: Yep. And oh, the, the the event control. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> event control,
0: and here it is it's now. It's a hurt. five cost. That's the first elemental master in the game, and for those of you who aren't familiar Tadaka is a 5 cost 5 military 3 political character 2 glory he's a shugenja of course he's earth and he's an elemental master the first one we've seen in the game he's the cover stud for this for this uh pack
3: <laughs> and stud.
0: and he is a stud i mean you know he's got the mask the the hat the flexing muscles and he's standing against the forces of evil or is- whatever um, it, it says This is Tobin each opponent what, <laughs> what Tobin play? can see
2: going on in the oh. local clubs, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he has an ability that's constant. It says, each opponent cannot play copies of event cards that are in his or her conflict discard pile unless the earth ring is in that player's claimed ring pool. And the flavor text is, as a mountain's roots run deep, I shall not be moved. So, so he limits the second time you play mm-hmm. the card, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I mean let's let's say this I mean there's no argument with the whole yeah clearly that puts a big wrench in the standard scorpion plan right now with so many mm. big toys targeted it puts a wrench in a hell of a lot of plans oh
0: no it puts <laughs> a wrench in a lot yeah, yeah. like like oh those three of events yeah those are kind of dead until you do something and maybe you need those three the, the second Copies of those events well, to get the Earth Ring, so so that you can play them. Yeah, oh. yeah ban-
2: banzai's and assassinations, and um, go out with Faction to Dragon with uh, Miramoto's Fury. Mm-hmm. You know, go on to ready, ready, um, ready for battle.
0: Yeah, you already yeah, use yeah. one because
2: otherwise, you know. Oh, I could, I could see him being the basis
1: for a deck. It, you know, base the deck around him with like a Crab
2: Splash. To get reprieve? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. The amount of Phoenix control-y stuff like that, and not so much just um, traditional, well, not so much the, the usual L5R control of, like, manipulating the table, but you could be looking at a bit of a, for the Netrunner people, a headlock deck. Like you can't really do anything effective. It's not right. that I'm winning, it's that you're yeah, losing yeah, yeah, That's true. Deck, That's you know? true. It's yep.
0: like I cannot do like yeah, I do it attack. the first time and then I can't do it
2: again. Yeah. It's like you, you can't attack there with pacifism and you right. can't use that guy, and I'll have that ring, and you know, you can't use that ring and can't play this card.
0: Right. And then there is a card that gets kind of it's it's a shrine. Yeah, secluded shrine. It's a Phoenix holding. Reaction after the conflict phase begins. Choose a ring until the end of the phase. You are considered to have that ring in your claimed ring pool. So if you have that secluded shrine up, I'm like, oh, oh Earth. Three. There we go. I get to play all my cards. Yay. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? Right? And, so yeah. you get around it.
2: Oh, totally. So, I mean, that's that's also clearly a good set design. It's not just a flat out mm-hmm. and I just win. <laughs> or, like I said, or rather, and you just lose. Well, there's
0: getting a character. There are three in a 40-card deck. Let's assume they're playing with full set. Three in a 40-card deck. How many characters do you see in a game? You might see 16 over a four-turn game, and that's not accounting for the fact that some Is are being burned being as they're being or, or going yeah, away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now there are holdings, so holdings kind of accelerate that. But woof, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Now, there are three cards that we don't know of, right? or actually two, because this morning the lion card was spoiled. So there are two cards that we're not sure of. Um, but by the time you're listening to this... That's highly likely that you know what they are. Yeah, so fingers.
2: <laughs> I think the line, the line was a, I think was clearly a spoiler from someone who's got hold of the pack. So we're just waiting. to find Yeah, out yeah, the yeah, last yeah, for, hour, sure. So, for sure, for yeah. sure. the physical it card. Was, it was, a, it was a photographic spoiler. It was
0: Sonuri. Yeah. Is that how you say your name? The character from the the. I was say oh, began yeah, with an S. I'll yeah. take your word on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. What I wanted to hear from you guys. Is what are you looking forward to out of this? Like, there's, there are going to be some... Their Imperial Advisor uh, has done a card-by-card review, uh, just about. I assume everybody's going to do their card-by-card review as they as they do them. That's not our style. I don't have that much <laughs> mental capacity. But I can tell you what kind of cards I like, what are the cards I'm looking forward to. So I'd like to hear from you guys what kind of cards you're looking forward to out of this pack.
2: I'm going to say I've panned over it a bit. There's a few things worth picking out. I mean, I'm interested to see what um, Fushiro et al. and the Kami end up doing. But Those are like touching up on those ones. Well, easy one for me. The scorpion, no. no a, a new scorpion, no oh, right, right, new spells. Right. Don't play. A, please don't, pl- please play a spell or please don't <laughs> play a spell however you want to look at it or else I'll get a free guy. Yoga, uh, Yogo Kikuru? Kikuyu. Kikuyu, beg K- you, pardon? Kikuyu. Yeah. Kuk- oh, yeah. Don't look at me. Nah. K- again, How's begins really? with a K. Let's K- murder this language. It's not so much murdering <laughs> language It's me not tr- not remembering a name properly. It's a Saturday morning. Yeah, the Yogo says no card. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful, wonderful uh, shoot. Kikuyo. Kikuyo, thank you. Kikuyo,
0: yes. And the effects of a spell event in your opponent's, your opponent plays during a conflict would initiate, put this character into play, cancel those effects. And so it's during a conflict, but you don't have to put Kikuyo into play in the conflict. You can Mm -hmm. put her into play later and cancel the effects. Uh, Yeah,
2: excellent, excellent, excellent card. Just almost no downside. About the only downside being not putting fate on her when that fires. Yeah. That's
0: about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, now, now, and and here's the thing, right? With those uh, big hand, small board Decks, mm-hmm. that space seems to be filling up. I don't. I don't play a lot of Scorpion. I don't look at a lot of Scorpion deck lists. But it seems like you are playing with you know, ten, you have more than enough characters to choose from uh, for your ten slots in the conflict deck, right? Miyushi Kachiko, Adaptive Shadows, mm-hmm. Unassuming Ojimbo, mm-hmm. Kikuyo. Now, like yeah. like that's twelve right there. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't even gotten to yeah. the peasant or anything else.
2: She's an excellent one or two off well, for starters. Yeah, so not yeah. necessarily like good at charge down unless everyone's playing all spells all the time. In which case, you know. Oh right, so so down. she's
0: a good counter against yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. Ex- I'm excellent against that in general. Yeah, good point. Um, like free to play can be played normally. I'm gonna say as well what cost three right? Want to say
0: she costs three? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So assassination. She's a two-two. So assassination safety two, which mm-hmm. is a common thing of getting caught out with drop decks. And um, she does have
0: glory. She does have a bit of glory. I'm gonna say as well.
2: Unusual, uh, we were talking about um, the uh, Elemental Master earlier. Can't, mm-hmm. play, can't play a card unless you have a copy in your discard pile? No, can't, can't play can't, a card if you do. Have, have. And that's exactly my point. How much... Is, she has an um, a influence cost, right? Uh, she
0: has an influence cost of two.
2: Imagine her in a Phoenix deck with that fella. <laughs> my opponent plays a spell. That's the last copy of that spell you're playing until you're playing the earth Ring? That's quite horrible. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Cannot
0: play copies of event cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, right, you're right. You're right, you're right.
2: You're right. You're right. Yeah, there's a horrible thought just just occurred to me. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. She
0: can she can prevent the first one, and then you can't, can't play the second it. until you have the Earth Ring. Yeah, that's quite horrible, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously,
1: I like the crab card, Hida Amoro. Yeah, oh, Hida
0: Amoro. Yes. He's a good guy. He may like there are some circumstances in which he won't ever trigger. Right. So oh yeah. They send a a little guy. Like okay, i send a little guy. I'm not going to sacrifice my big one or what have you. Or maybe they just sack the person that attacked last phase. Now it's important to note it's when they pass on declaring a conflict. So waning hostilities limits you to one. Mm -hmm. If you pass then, yes, then you'd have to sack somebody. But since you only get one opportunity with waning each person, then you don't. There's not a sacrifice in there because you didn't have. To declare yeah, the second you, you, you force weren't forced to pass. in the yeah. first place. I think both him,
2: uh, Tadaka, and things like this are, are leading to a theme I, I like more and more in L five R, which is effects that probably won't fire, but that's fine because they're shaping the meta. You know, a lot of things where people will play mm-hmm. around them, and playing around them is the use of that card, as yeah. it were. You know, forcing forcing people's actions and styles. Okay, yeah. And,
0: and he's a he's a three cost military, four military dash political glory one. After a player passes on declaring a conflict, that player must sacrifice a character he or she controls unlimited. So he pairs well. You'd think he'd pair well with intimidating Hida. So you pass and you're like, oh, I'm losing an honor and I have to sack a character. (laughs) But the combination of those two characters is that's a six cost of character. Right. And Crab tends to want to go a little bit wider. Mm -hmm. So having three cost characters. Now he's unique, so you can put some fate on him with another copy. Mm. But yeah, he's he's an interesting one. I'm excited to play him.
1: I'm actually excited for the whole pack really.
0: In our league
1: at Total Escape Games, we have a couple people. It's come up several times in the group that why isn't Phoenix doing better in in tournaments? And because they've got lots of great tools. And there's lots of reasons for that, I guess. The this pack has the possibility of rocketing them. Up to you know, up to the the place where Scorpion is now, based on just a few some of the cards that we've seen, and they're the this is a great toolbox for them. So I'm I'm excited for the whole thing. I'm
0: excited to see what happens with the meta, mm-hmm. yeah, just
2: to see the shake up.
0: Well, yeah. you with the two different strongholds, yeah. You have two very different play styles. Yes. Right. You have one that's really centered on glory, and one that's centered on playing spells at an opportune moment. Where the glory one, where Kudanisawa or Moricido, where you might use that every single turn, mm-hmm. there are circumstances where I could see not using Moricido every turn, mm-hmm. especially the first turn. But yeah. if you don't play any spells, if you don't get any spells in your opening hand, then you can't recur them.
2: <laughs> well, it's a classic you problem, know? recursion, isn't it? It's um, how do I how do I get things to make this power work? Right. You know, I have, right. I have to get rid of things as soon as I can to make this thing worthwhile, as mm-hmm. it were. You know, mm-hmm. you find yourself playing that, and it, you make a good point there that. Um, one of the interesting bits in terms of more strongholds was the Haunted game last couple of years run a couple of leagues where we did this thing in different games where we would wait what um IDs or factions, or whatever, were being played. So, like, say in Netrunner, you play a particular ID, and it would be like, okay, because this one's really popular, if you play this, you're going to gain less points when you play. You play a weaker one, you play more.
1: So if you played Chaos Theory versus Andy.
2: Yeah, exactly so. Like and also it changed the ranking switch week by week. It's an elo ladder if you know your chess stuff. But... um. The interesting part was, first of all, that gets a little bit tricky with um, with uh, L five R because the point of that one was to say don't play the same person every week. And you come to L five R and go, right. wait, clan loyalty, play the same person every week, at least the same clan, right? <laughs> and right now we don't. We the feeling was we couldn't do it with clans, but we could conceivably do it with strongholds, assuming right. there were enough to go. You know, so we're not seeing the every same damn Phoenix stronghold every week because now it's just the best one, right? You know, little thing there. So that that long term, once we get a couple more strongholds for each, could be a very interesting thing to see. Because I mean, quite apart from us mechanically ring that event, but you're going to see more variation. Period. You know, mm-hmm. more archetypes and more switch mm-hmm. around. You know.
0: Well, I for one, I'm hoping for more strongholds to come out soon. Like, oh yeah, I, I love me my crab. I like my I like crane. I've been playing some phoenix, I, and I'm looking forward to this one. But wow, I could, I just want to be inspired a little bit more. Right? Mm-hmm. And crazy speculation yeah. for you, can you can you see a pack?
2: And like mini deluxe or deluxe or regular um, pack size, where it was basically pretty much just strongholds or a whole bunch of them at once, you know, you know, two 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 per two per two for two clans <laughs> per pack for three packs or something like that, something crazy where it, they all pop up.
1: It might be interesting to have a cycle that has one stronghold per clan in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, uh, and you know, it might be interesting to see actually see like <laughs> at some point a neutral stronghold. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: a neutral. Yeah, yeah. We've where, talked about a neutral yeah, stronghold where, before. where
1: your your deck is neutral cards primarily. Yeah. Now that that would require a lot of a lot of setup from FFG, a lot of a lot of card support that is not there right now. But there are some interesting things that they could do. Yeah. You know,
2: we do have a bit of a precedent if we look at the mini factions from Netrunner, where they gain a ton oh, yeah. ton more um, influence. And imagine if they said if it was um, pick two clans, say, Right, buy right. from them or something mm-hmm. like that. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Now, I now. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what's coming after Disciples, right? So Disciples is hit. We have an additional song for, for Phoenix. FFG, uh, Steve Horvath, FFG, we talked about last time at Gamma said, we will learn the next, well, there will be an announcement about the next pack in the next two weeks after Disciples. I was going to say, gonna say hit, I've had
2: right? people, people go, April 19th, right? That's yeah. exactly two weeks after the 5th. Oh, so okay. <laughs> April 19th, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. yeah.
0: So, and was it April 19th, the red letter day, last year too? Was I can't it? remember.
1: There is something about that date from last year. I forget what it was. Yeah. I think I think it was a date that they released one of the spoilers, wasn't it?
0: I, yeah, I'd have to one look the back. Spoilers have to
2: something. back. Okay, yeah. Remembering that better than I did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, um, April 19th is apparently <laughs> something that she <laughs> you likes for L5R. Anyhow, <laughs> I could see that announcement having, like if it's a six-pack cycle, mm-hmm. that we have a stronghold in each of those packs that's not Scorpion. Right, so... You have the, you other, mean, sex, you the Phoenix, other six right? clans. What? You
1: mean Phoenix, right?
0: No, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not Phoenix. <laughs> Man, <laughs> no, that, a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it was Freudian. I'm looking at Cardo. I'm looking, at, Card- no. I'm, I'm looking Freudian, Freudian, at Cardo. Freudian, Freudian slip, not scorpion. scorpion.
2: Not Scorpion. Not Scorpion.
0: <laughs> the last few days, I've been saying I said Scorpion instead of Phoenix like four times on Wednesday. You're like, get, yeah, yeah, what about You're getting, you're getting ready for the orange switch. orange versus the red. You're getting ready for the shift that Doug has predicted. Oh, my God. There you go. Anyhow. Yeah, so I could see that happening, right? So, th- assuming it's a six pack cycle, th- each of those packs have a stronghold in them for the other clans that aren't Phoenix. Man, I almost said Scorpion again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. it's, it's it's exactly the same i scorpion, think we've got an episode title for me no, here no, no
2: chitin or claws right right or right. tail <laughs> or stinger, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and less legs
0: huh. <laughs> there you go you are not seeing the And I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that i'm pretty
2: sure the phoenix can't swim either so <laughs> yeah yeah true true
0: so why swim when you uh, can fly but,
2: <laughs> there you go
0: so here's uh, and this is kind of a cop-out i realize uh-oh. But I am looking forward to the support of Phoenix coming out. Now see, I've already assembled a, okay. a couple of car, a couple of things, uh, a couple of decks on Five Rings DB for Crab Support of Phoenix and Lion Support of Phoenix, and these because I I just I, I want to see, I want to play in that sandbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, why I is was, that a cop out? Yeah. What do you what do you say? That's well, because because that's kind of like a general like. Or a single card that I'm going to use in 715 yeah. or, you know, or whatever decks, however many Well, decks. you know, it's um, it's what, what you're looking, of for, what you one looking card. forward for for Christmas this year. Oh, just Christmas itself. <laughs>
2: you know, but, yes, but and to be fair, I was going to say exactly the same thing, including the cop-out comment. So I do think the <laughs> support is going to be an interesting one. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> there Woo-hoo. you go. But once we're group thinking,
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I well, feel two of us out, are. I feel left out not being part of the group on this one. <laughs> no, uh, the, the the support is really cool. I I want to abuse that eight extra influence. is basically what I want to do. Yeah, I want and, to and see, that, it's so that's of the course. thing that
1: makes it. I think makes it not a cap out. Okay. eight extra oh, yeah. influence. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: I mean we haven't we haven't we haven't done this before. We haven't got anyone who's on the variants influence. So. We basically don't know what's going to happen. We right. certainly haven't, haven't had anyone have more influence specifically from another clan. So again, are we going to be sick of? Um, oh, hey, it's pacifism again. <laughs> you know, in about it's a month or so. It's
0: pacifism on my crisis breaker. Hey, uh, thank be, you it would very be a much. From forged edicts,
2: <laughs> <laughs> as I said before. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: uh, wow. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's been really interesting. I, I tried to assemble now. One of the things that. You know, people have pointed out already. Like, okay, so you don't get the keeper initiative, you don't get the seeker initiative, you don't get the seeker or keeper roles, but there's a few elemental cards that you're like, oh yeah, I've already been playing with that feast and famine, yeah, feast of or course. famine, and yeah. and, and uh, crisis breaker and crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, okay, that's not an option anymore. Where's my crisis? Why isn't crisis breaker in this list? I'm I'm supporter phoenix. I need crisis. Oh wait, that's right. It's not in this list because. Yes. So <laughs> you, you kinda need to fill up those spaces. Like mm-hmm. I have I have six open spaces with characters now because I don't have Crisis Breakers or Keeper Initiates, so you need to find other places for this. And that's where the heater come in, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting and I've and I built a crane deck with that. A crane deck loves its clarity of is it clarity of purpose? I clarity yeah. of purpose. I was say that. Yeah. Crane loves its clarity of purpose. Now that's a I think that's a three influence card. So that's I see so clarity of purpose—something this nice. podcast could do with. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, not not bowing as a result mm-hmm. of political conflicts and not being able to be bowed. You oh know, yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I remember when huge.
2: that first pops up? It was like, eep. yeah, that's kind of kind of crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, what I think
1: it's it's safe to say, sort of generally speaking, our feelings on the new pack are we we want we were excited about it because we want to see how the meta shifts when it when it
2: hits. I mean it's the first big one isn't it? Yeah. I mean the core the core meta never really existed proper. It played for a little bit and then all of a sudden it came pack after pack after pack and then we've had this this meta for quite a time now. Yeah, and I guess yeah. We,
1: I guess we had the three core set meta for what was it like a m-
2: month? I mean, bluntly, Six weeks. With some of the people who had the three core meta from longer than most Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like from that. the release date not from so the So October
0: Con, to, you know, to
1: the end of November.
2: Yeah.
0: Or of no, November. no, no! Early November, right, right, yeah. Right, so right. about a month. So yeah. about a month. Yeah. There was but a course. That's kind of anyway. my point. Is
2: we had it slightly longer than most, even then, and still to us, it didn't feel like a whole lot of time. You know. Well,
1: we didn't even really have the three course that medicus none of us really came home with three <laughs> courses. <laughs> well, this is true.
0: Yes. <laughs> one. I have one. You have two. I have one. Yes. Just, no so it's kind of like half, half, half yep. there. Yeah uh what are the other, so you said support of phoenix and of course uh the scorpion
2: yeah director. and the one to be the uh the i'm great on names today the dragon togashi i believe
0: oh yeah 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 yeah
2: i just like the idea of that completely bollocking up people's general plans yeah. it's like when, you def- when I defend, I, c- I pick the ring. Like, your opponent says this. Yeah, but when <laughs> I defend, I pick the ring. Uh, how does this work again? You know, and just basically yeah, seeing, seeing what weird formats come through that. Oh, uh, yeah. So I thinking as well, a little bit of the deal of, um, if you are playing Tower Dragon... When someone's countering you, obviously you want to go, yeah, you're not getting water. Or, yeah, you're not getting void. Whatever. Right. It's not going to be that. When you're attacking them, you're probably less likely to give much of a crap which the ring is. That's not their style of play. So I think he's a tower, in some ways, he's a tower enabler. And also just kind of silly. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. he's a four cost, four military, three political, zero glory. The defending player chooses the element, but not the type. During each conflict declared against him or her, the choice is made before conflict type, attacking characters, and the attack province are chosen. Yeah. So it's, say I'm going to declare a conflict, and then the defending player says, "Okay, you shall. It shall be fire yeah, is now. And fire. <laughs> yeah." And then you de- you decide everything else. That's. Uh, I was thinking about that in Jigoku. That's got to be a beast to code. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, right? Like this character in play do this instead of everything you've done from the time the site has been, is- <laughs> been up and running.
2: Again, assuming it's been coded appropriately, it goes when you come to when it comes to ring selection, stop, give yeah. it to the other guy. Yeah. It should be straightforward. Yeah. Again, assuming I, I don't I from what I've seen those systems are pretty robustly coded mm-hmm. so it should be straightforward but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely a little moments of
0: and, uh you know. and again it, it just introduces because it's phoenix the ring shenanigans are just are it right you yeah. have wholeness of the world which we haven't talked about that was spoiled you have karmic i'm actually twist. looking forward to that one like, yeah you're looking forward to wholeness of the world oh yeah,
1: so yeah. i've been yeah. playing a little bit of lion lately and really enjoying it
0: yeah yeah so yeah we played the other night you you had my back up against the wall in both games. I was yeah. just like ah oh! and and but and I've learned mm. from Lion. They might not look very strong at the end of that first round, but then they come on like gangbusters. I had you like two broken to zero. Yep. And we ended up with me breaking stronghold on after I'd broken three of your Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I came he came back strong. So yeah, so wholeness of the world is a lion event. Uh, it is a spell. Earth uh, interrupt. When a ring in your claimed ring pool would be returned to the unclaimed ring pool, it remains claimed instead.
1: I get the Earth so. ring, and then I keep it. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, to, thank yeah. You.
0: Let's, yep that's
2: saying. So screw you with you me. to dock. <laughs> well, I mean, on the dishonor front, I get the I get the um, I get the air ring, and it stays with me. Thank yeah. you. you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah so would, and and it's actually a lion. It's a lion card, so it's a good splash for Phoenix. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the influence cost on it? I Let's forget. It's, it's
2: one. I was gonna say it's not the o- not the only four we've seen so far. It's in the form of the way of, of man, right? Yeah. yeah. or path
0: of man. Yeah, path of man. Path yeah, of man. So
1: yeah, ph- uh, Phoenix with a lion ally would be interesting with that card. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are some other things that you could you know throw in from
2: Coruscant and uh, uh, Imperial that would be could be interesting. Could be could be some fun deck builds in there. Yeah, there's some nice little, nice little generic toys available with uh, Phoenix line. Anyway, I've been y- doing y- obviously
1: more that, you'd so. have to do a little bit more of an aggressive military Phoenix deck. I think if you're
2: going to splash Lion in as the ally, but you know that that's doable. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Re- ready for battle, and I've been doing that rocket deck with uh, Ready for battle and Legion of One. They're worthwhile cards in their own. FGG. G- <laughs> What's that? FGG for three,
0: greater glory. Three, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of so course. yeah, yeah. Th- so there's there's some interesting. Yeah, no. There could be some tools. interesting. You know, imagine you know Sukune, you know, and you know a few other characters out there, and then you know you break a, you break a stronghold, and then FGG, and hey, you know, you keep your Sakune around another turn. Is Sukune longer. a
0: bushi? Is she a bushi? I believe so. Oh wow. I, oh yeah, yeah I don't a, know. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I'm she's pretty sure she's yeah, one yeah, of those weird yeah. combo ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. Hmm. Now I'm looking at the card list here. And I'm thinking about that other card. And I keep going back to, I want, I, I really want to say the Guardian Kami, but that's not quite it. So I'm going to go instead, oh, I'm going to go a slightly different direction because this was a, this was, when I saw this card, I was really entranced by it. Where is the, uh, the Katana of Fire? Yes. Phoenix attachment spell, fire, weapon, one cost, zero political, zero military, play only if you control Shigenja character. Attached character gets plus one military for each fire card you control. Attached character gets plus two military while the fire ring is in your claimed ring pool. Influence cost of two. So it's a zero zero attachment that gets nothing. But it, there is actually it's a one zero attachment because it is a fire card in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So it triggers itself, and then you just keep going. That, right. with that,
2: that with that Phoenix line setup is definitely a good call. I take fire. It yep. stays with me yeah and, and then th- things
0: and then there is a one yeah mm-hmm. there's a sh- one cost shugenja in this fire initiate fire tensei initiate that we don't know the stats all the stats for. yeah we've got a partial spoil yeah yeah so he's a fire card so he would trigger he'd, he'd bolster that even further so it's really cool what of ones know? we have
2: um uh it's one of the yasawas right Hmm. The Asawa the that burns. The original, yeah, the original fire guy. burns
0: yeah. so, You bow him to burn somebody. <laughs> there's another. There's another good toy. a Cost so, you of you know. three or less. Mm. So yeah, I, I I like that attachment. I like the possibilities that that. Uh, Even if it's doing
2: plus two incidentally, it's mm-hmm. perfectly nice. You know, mm-hmm. say the least.
0: Yeah. So, lots of good stuff in this. All right. Pack. Do you have a Do you have a second card, Doug? My first
1: one was Hida Amoro. My second one was uh, the Lion Event. That we oh, right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> Jeez, look at th- and and okay, I, you know, I like Phoenix support, I like Scorpion. S- wholeness of the world. Who the hell? Yeah, I, I got haven't enough.
1: played much Phoenix at all. I've only tried to build one Phoenix deck so mm-hmm. far, and it didn't work right for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the look it, on your face was priceless, yeah. right there. <laughs> 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 it 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 it. it, it. So Phoenix is very, you know, they're, they're sort of a toolkit clan. Uh, you know, they, they have Trixie, of Trixie, Janky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tried it and I, the tools did not, <laughs> <laughs> it did not transform into, you know, something that worked.
0: <laughs> there was no Voltron. Uh, Voltron uh, did not uh, assemble. <laughs> no, Voltron failed to assemble on that one. <laughs> um, so
1: I'm looking forward to having some more toys available and seeing, and maybe, you know, try Support of the Phoenix, try building a a few Phoenix decks. Maybe there's something in there that I could, you know, grasp onto that would give me a good deck build.
2: All right. (laughs) Cool. On the flip side, I look forward to the cafe being re-swarmed by Phoenix decks because it, certainly on the release and the main cycle, it was drowning in them. So Mm -hmm. no doubt that will happen all over again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, And we have some, we have a couple of core uh, Phoenix players at Total Escape as well and they, it took me a while. I I I had a period there where I did not like playing Phoenix, playing against Phoenix. I didn't. Mmm, mm, you suck. You're not, mm, mm. and it was really sucky. And then <laughs> I started. And then well, <laughs> yeah, there's <it was>, yeah. <laughs> and um, so what I did was I said, okay, let me play them. Mm-hmm. Let me let me find where they're pretty. Right. And remember, I I think I mentioned before (laughs) some of you where I'm like, I have my alternative motive, ulterior motives for playing Phoenix. And so that's one of them. Like, I want to find where they're pretty. Mm -hmm. I want to find why, you know, people like their pretty birds. And so and as as I did it, it, it was hard. Those first those first few games like you, Doug, like your experience. Those first few games, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know if this is a good hand or a bad hand. I got nothing. If the display of power was in it, I'm like, I'm keeping that. But otherwise, I couldn't tell you.
1: So for those of you out there who haven't tried Phoenix yet, first off, you should. Uh, But expect the first few games to be kind of miserable. (laughs) Uh, Yay! (laughs) Uh, Try Phoenix. uh, The first
0: couple of games will be miserable for you.
1: (laughs) But I, I... I've seen it played well, and I've seen I've seen it, I've seen Phoenix decks work amazingly well. Yeah. So if you if you can get past that initial suck, yeah, the, the, and learn and learn the playstyle, it's it's it seems like it's a worthwhile thing.
0: Yeah, and here's the amazing part: like I can be sitting across from a Phoenix player, and know I'm like, okay, here are his options. Oh crap, I'm in trouble. This is mm-hmm. what he's going to do. This is what he's going to do. This is what he's going to do. So on and so forth. And then I turn around and I'm playing the Phoenix deck, and I can't figure out what to do yeah as the opponent I without having all the information I can see a path for him to win you know how they him should respond to respond to you and but but as the Phoenix yeah. player itself I can't make that happen it's really a challenge yeah it
2: I, w- I would say I think Phoenix is the big one um, out of almost all the clans I've seen where they're very good at going and he, he, you have no really solid option right you know setting a ball state that we go oh everything kind of sucks well, yeah, not, not cripplingly. Just everything is kind of bad, you know. What's you know.
1: yeah? It's yeah. Y- y- the the uh, Phoenix opponents sometimes end up with. Well, what's the best of all my bad options here? Yeah,
2: exactly. So, yeah, yeah. not so much a headlock, just as a kind of like <laughs> mild noogie, as it? Well, were. I've had had
1: you know? I've had, deck. You know, you know.
0: I've had <laughs> games playing as Phoenix where I've broken two, and they they have no characters. I have the, all this stuff, and all of a sudden, like it's. They're conceding at the end of turn two, at the mm-hmm. end of round two, and you're like, "Wow, that was fast!" And it might be dishonor, it might be breaks, it might be both. It seems to happen like, and, and that happens in all the games, right? So there's there's that combination that you have all the cards you need to do what you want to do or prevent what your opponent is trying to do, and bammo you've won at the route at the end of round two. It's clear what's going to happen. Your opponent has few cards, fewer cards than he has than you do. He has less honor. Uh, she has two strongholds broken, and you have they did nothing right, mm-hmm. and so there are those games like that, but it seems to happen more in Phoenix for me that you get ahead sharply or you yeah that I just get it's just a yeah. just boom it oh. happens a lightning in a bottle to expand
2: on that like no good options kind of thing. I think Phoenix is a particular one where a handful of characters and uh, and or attachment and or events kind of put the situation very quickly into play where oh wait. You don't realize until you start delving into the various spring effects and combinations and going, wait, hold on, there really is no good call here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kader with uh, Void tricks in, with the right kind of other things in play and the right ring claimed, and you are all, yeah, wait a second, this is not great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a deceptive, yeah. as it were. Yeah.
0: Now, having said that, we're going to move to our listener questions. Uh, we have one from Suburbanite, and this is really kind of, this is from the FFG forums. He has a, one central question, which is, what do we consider the most underrated cards in the game? Uh, These might be cards that are good now, but aren't properly appreciated or utilized, or cards that are good but are waiting on other cards to combo with.
1: Ooh, I know, wandering Ronin.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. Underrated I cards wanted, in the game that I, aren't that aren't binder fodder, I think, is what I he's wanted. wanted to wandering
1: Ronin to be good, <laughs> <laughs> I really but, did. I mean, there's
0: that, there's
2: that classic fair comment of in the single call situation, Wandering Ronin was great, <laughs> mainly because he's all we had, but he was, he was perfectly
0: good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> all right, uh, so most underrated under- cards. Okay. The one that I get, that one that I think of the most here, there are two that come to mind. One is raise the alarm. That's a fabulous card. And the another one is good omen. And I, because I play crab, I want to keep people in play, sure, and I'm sure, not bidding a lot, so I don't get the good omen. Doesn't I don't see it played by a lot of my opponents. I think I play it more more than my opponents play it. Good omen is situational, it really is. Well, you have to set up the situation where you can
1: play it mm-hmm. but, exactly, but and it can, it can it can be hard to pull off good omen. It yeah, I really can, yeah, I can, It can. I,
0: but I think that's why it's underrated. I think that it's hard to pull off, but it's possible. It and then I, raise the alarm. Yeah. Sure. Can, sure. Just be stupid. Don't ever make the mistake of going military on a province with a face down card against crab. <laughs> uh, the other, like I've, I've told stories about this. Like I, I did the first time, I think the first time I did it on Jogoku again, a step fast witch hunter. Oof. Right. With plenty of people to sacrifice and ready him again or ready somebody else. But like three or four days ago, I got it. I had two in my hands. So he declared military against the, that province. I, Pulled it, he hadn't taken an action yet. I pulled a Casada. So he had a Casada, came out for free. <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: So then I played it, played it. he's <laughs> that, like, Uh-oh. uh oh. Uh, so he guy. did something, <laughs> it got canceled. I did something again, boom, a Steadfast Witch Hunter. So I got 11 points of characters in two cards with Raise Your Alarm. That's Now, it could have easily turned over a holding, right? Yeah. But,
2: uh <laughs> yeah, just to- total, 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 total tangential note. You mentioned Hida Cassada. Favorite thing I saw on Facebook just recently was someone saying, playing against their like younger daughter, I think it was. It's like, Dad, this card is useless, holding pacifism off. Why would I ever want to play this? He's like, oh, no, you play it on your opponent's guys. Next shot is the photo of Hida Quesada, pacifism.
0: Crap. <laughs> you
2: know. That's cool. So those are my two. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Well, same. Just, just to wrap up there. Good Omens is a classic example of card 41. Yeah. Where you go, I, if you there think? wasn't other things, I would take this down card. And I thought. <laughs> the
0: effect is great. And that's why it's underrated, and yeah. that's why. I,
2: that's, it's right on that's that's that edge. That. It needs it needs something else that, I don't know, maybe benefits. Even I played with two of them. Some yeah. other way of benefit. It sounds kind of dumb, but some other way of benefiting about when fate is put on something, maybe? You know, a character that when you put fate in it, something happens. There mm-hmm. goes, so it's not just the it's utility of helping it along, but also doing something else. That would push it from Oh, maybe. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I'd like yeah, that, yeah. say. Uh, that's why I always find it's like cool, but cool but there's other things i need to do it's not proactive right you know almost every good event card is like i am doing a thing to. It do, a yeah pro. and
0: it doesn't necessarily help him win a conflict yeah um unless you're playing lion in which case you would empower legion of one
2: that's about it yeah that's yeah. about the only
0: one i can think of yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's the same 40 to 41 card you go i would but you know the so 41
0: cards to- for you it's <laughs> 39 and 40 <laughs> for me yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, underrated cards. Hmm. Okay, there's one for you. For all the times I've tried to make it work and not quite got there, but still think it's in, in the area where it should work, is uh, Monomoware. I've oh, seen okay. it in a few decks, I've seen mm-hmm. I've I've spotted situations counter to say Good Omens, where you say, if I could play Good Omens almost all the time, it would be a good card. It would be a card I'd use more. Monomoware is a card that most of the time is awful. But when it does get its moments, it's astounding. Right, and it just—it's yeah. nothing has really built or really pushed that I've seen to go like, "Hook, this is the thing I do. I screw the board state. I mess these people up." You know, we got um, we've got—is it Fushiro coming up? The Phoenix Fushisho. Fushisho, Sorry. Yeah. There's a horrible thought from one of the warriors. Right? <laughs> yeah. I wipe the board. My Phoenix goes away. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you mean, that's a horrible, horrible thought
0: right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that's the kicker: is it's not necessarily board wipe it's conditional board wipe well right because right it only takes
0: it takes this fate off all the characters right yeah. one fate
2: yeah and the same same place as good omens it's not going to help me win anything this round Playing it it'll it
0: help me do something well because you just played a mononoware yeah,
2: no, <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's the worst it's the worst thing to reply to itself with yeah there's there's an underrated <laughs> card definition for you right yeah
0: right so uh, there uh, it I, is I thought of one alright <laughs> pilgrimage pilgrimage you think mm. I've I've frustrated a lot of folks with pilgrimage on my yeah, holding. but well, we'll you're the only person I've <laughs> I've seen playing with it recently. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess shameful display is a th- still a thing, right?
2: Uh, okay, interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's that's a weird one. Obviously, a player player ninety percent of the time we're still running that combo with seek avoid. Mm-hmm. So and the, mm. yeah, pilgrimage. Maybe that maybe that's but more of a meta one. But I here's could where here, here's buy to the that. day that that combination breaks up. <laughs> I know shameful pilgrimage. I think yeah. I
0: think. Because of the backline and the importance of the backline to Scorpion, I think they'll almost always be a seeker. They necessarily won't necessarily be a keeper, and importance to money. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think yeah. they'll always be a seeker, but. Yeah. Uh, like Day comes when I don't want to see a pilgrimage and a shameful on the same I was going to say, by the way, I did see
2: someone. I forget exactly what they did, but I just remember them hitting hitting shameful, getting dishonored, coming home and going, I'll the guy and go fishing and find pilgrimage for the second. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, like, sh- oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I got nothing. It's like, I'm going home.
2: <laughs> I, I also still really want Tears of Amaterasu
1: to be good. Yeah. Uh, oh, dear. yeah.
0: It seems like getting one <laughs> fade
1: for every, for each attacking character should be good.
0: Yeah. Well, and and there there is that time, right? There is if you're unicorn. It is good if you're playing against the unicorn. Yeah, like so. Here's the thing: this pack I don't think changes changes the meta very much in terms of away from Scorpion. It does it does make Phoenix str- much stronger, of course, right? Well, That's yeah. that. Now we don't know what the future holds, but there's no reason to believe Phoenix won't be stronger. Yeah, but Phoenix is also kind of a towery deck. Right? The, the builds that we see now, and we may see different ones, but we see a lot of tower high glory characters. Um, whether or not you're playing with Morisido or Asawa, or Morisito or the new one, like sh- whose, whose name I'm forgetting. Yeah, no, 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 close. no. The, the Strongholds. Oh, biggie Port, Whether sorry. you're playing with the Spell Stronghold or the Glory Stronghold, the Phoenix characters all have high glory. So you're going to be a little bit bigger. So Tears might not, still might not be good. It's only, I'm waiting for that time when Unicorn becomes strong and then tears will turn on. Swarmy, Swami, swalmy deck.
2: Yeah. 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 I, crank, I crank up my attack by having like five guys in it. Yeah, cool, I'll pay for a character next turn. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: It's, it's got a lot of potential. It just doesn't work currently very well. And then it'll also, the other one that's similar is right in the streets, right? Yeah. When you have bushy, but when you have three bushy there, you can exhaust somebody. So that's a defensive one. Uh, so there are a lot, there are some provinces, may, and maybe that's that's probably where it is. Like, I went conflict, but provinces, there are some pro- provinces that have yet to be used, have ne- yet to be fully realized.
2: I right? think a lot that's of them a, have yet to be fully realized. Yeah, that's nice. a good one. <laughs> I, think, I think province is one of the ones that's probably more static between decks. There's, there's a definite amount of, like, here are the best things for this deck, for this um, clan. We take those things. Right. And you don't see them vary as much.
1: Well, that's maybe that's something to do. Uh, if anyone out there is uh, inclined toward gathering information, you know, write a script that goes through and the decks on like Five Rings DB or Bushi Builder, and give stats on what provinces are being used most. What what you know what what's the what are the mo- you know the, is every deck using Shameful Display? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you
3: go.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a
2: fair point, isn't it? We yeah, need... and
0: and and maybe those get turned on. I'm thinking about the the mix between the five elements, right? Yeah, and maybe what we need is a critical mass of provinces, and we're getting one in this deck, but we can only assume we're getting more in future cycles, I packs, would like what to... have you, and. You get those, th- and you get some key ones. Something that isn't void, but it acts like shameful display. So you don't play shameful display; you play something else. Exactly. Yeah. You
2: know, you're talking about the moving puzzle of, of, of being restricted to one of each element. The right. idea being that you don't take a particular one because that slot's being filled by something you have to have. Right. But when that slot's being filled by a different element, now I can take that guy, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I would I would like to see four, five, six of each element. You know? Yeah. right yeah, and, oh, and, yeah. and have some wide wide choice there.
0: Right now yeah. we have. Three to four, three yes, at least roughly. yeah maybe yeah. to three three four
2: each. to five, yeah, yeah, and some of them are also very much in that straight, like the uh the fortified position and things like that they're very like, um this is very straightforward, here we are, this is all we do, right, right, you know, right straight right. straight bonuses in particular circumstance, which is tough to pick versus much higher utility, much more broad effect, right. cards, so right. you know like pilgrimage um, public forum stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. and and some of them are roll specific or mm-hmm. element specific so mm-hmm. that hampers them a little bit too you that's why you don't see so many of those yeah again part of that puzzle there yeah yeah, yeah. all right thank you suburban knight for that So Ho- hopefully those I have one more got... that I'd like oh, to okay all Wait, right oh, that, that just
1: popped into my head what about along the river of gold
0: I actually see that played You say, yeah. remind me you what that, that, that does <laughs> to make the point uh, of the underrated card.
1: only uh, it's it's has uh, got the river uh, trait. action during conflict at a water province Choose a participating character. Switch that character's base, military, and political skill
2: until the end of the count. That's right. It's the uh, Bayushi uh, effect. Yes, that's the trick of swapping these base stats. Right. Unico. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Crikey. Why don't we see more of that? That must be part no, of the No, we do. Well, puzzle. it's water
0: only, right? So yeah, you only okay. see it in Phoenix. There's, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's some
1: of it, but not much of it. And I guess maybe it's because of the water roll restriction.
0: Well, right, and and I think Phoenix is the only
2: one with a water roll. But if you, i was going to say, if you want utility utility effects yeah. at a province that can either work to your benefit and or your opponent's detriment, yeah, that card isn't underrated,
0: isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it works at any so there or your opponent's water province. I tell water province. Yeah, add a water province. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, so yeah. as long as it's up, you can use it. Oh, rally to the cause! I'm going to switch this person's thing.
2: Is Phoenix keeper of water. So. Yes. Ouch. Phoenix is keeper of water <laughs> because if there was seeker, that, that ability gets yeah, even. Yeah, Phoenix is keeper
1: of water, and there is no seeker of
0: water right now. Yeah, and if there, if the seeker of water does turn on, oh guess what's going in it uh, water yeah. province mm-hmm. and along the river of gold yeah, that's okay, that <laughs> thing
2: yeah so oh my words it's like, yeah i just hadn't really encountered it much the phoenix style the, the that phoenix style of play hasn't been going on at the cafe so i was like yeah it's like i know that car but what does it do again you know, <laughs> which is probably the good side of an under- underrated car where i'm all wait what yep. yeah
1: i know the name of the card it's a thing uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: now source scale one off of reddit Asks who in the Art of Warcast group has the best hair. Let's see. Should we set the list? Should we, um, we, we set? Okay. So there's a reason why we podcast
1: not video. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I,
2: no, see, I was going to be polite. I was going to say let's let's just do the typical um, uh, uh, me- freeway Mexican standoff thing. If we all go one, two, three, and point to the other person, we think that's the best, and call, call it that way. You know,
1: uh, <laughs> you know I have the faces. We all have great faces for radio. <laughs> um.
0: uh, yeah, uh, it's a match. I think I do. I don't think any of us <laughs> have really good hair because it's early in
1: the morning on a Saturday, and Tobin looks like he just rolled out of bed.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say mine, mine is. Hey, mostly, I went
0: for my walk this morning.
2: M- mine is mostly about to go away. I'm due for the regular like month or so shearing tomorrow. Oh, so okay, All definitely right. in the um, overlong state.
0: I usually so, have a beard or a goatee. I've been wearing a goatee and a mustache for the last like ten years, and yep. I just shaved my beard. And so that's yeah. part of my hair. But yeah. I have a good hairstyle. I parted, I have, I, I parted on the right. I have a, I have
2: a perma, perma I guess what calls a skater, skater goatee with a soul patch. All right. Apart so, from about a year when I had a mountain man beard. And yeah. that took way too little effort. <laughs> I'll tell you right now.
0: All right. And that's a good ending to that conversation. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go. So uh, on to the L5R related question from <laughs> source Scale one If you could have any card from the L5R LCG. What would it be if you could be, be any card in the L5R LCG? What would it be?
2: Hmm. Now I like I like the if you could be. What would it be? Not who would it be. So we can we can
0: get like. A, would you would you be
2: pacifist? Good omen. You know. Yeah. Would you be Good I'd omen? Be a that's, a happy, that's a happy frog on that own thing there. that's no, 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 It's no. a happy pretty frog. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I'd be assassination. You know? <laughs> you go, you know? Wow. <laughs> that that's a scorpion player <laughs> through <laughs> yeah, and through right know, there. Know, yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, As a fellow player you know. through and through. At times, I have felt like a fate worse than death. Let's be fair. You know? <laughs> if I could be a card, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a weird but this is, fun question. This is sounding like the um, this is sounding like the song title from L Five R the musical. By the way, if I could be a card, you know?
0: <laughs> I would be that <laughs> card. exactly. Thank you. You're in there. You know. Uh,
2: I have a musicals background. Sorry. You know? You know, I'll 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 run river, run with river, a standard run. I'll be along the r- river of gold. Everyone's forgotten about me, but I get to screw everyone when I turn up.
0: <laughs> I get to switch okay. things around at my <laughs> will. You know, ah, I got it just because you said so. I'm gonna be shameful display. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My wife doesn't like it, but I certainly do.
3: <laughs>
2: have we? Have we right. made? Have I, have I mentioned the local local cafe joke about that? We're, we're sure shameful display is a bar in the major imperial city. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. It is. It is that gay bar, not gay bars in general, not any, just gay bar that gay bar. You know the one.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. shameful display made its debut in oh, yes. the latest uh, Shepinato. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, Remember yeah. when we talked about <laughs> being <laughs> the <laughs> shameful display? <as well? laughs> yep.
1: You know, if if I was going to be like, you know, one of the abstract ideas, I think I might be mono no Oare just because that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go.
2: That's cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're not going to pick out one of the um, ridiculously uh, bulked up crab berserker dudes? Wasn't it the, um, the uh, what's he called?
1: Help me out. Okay, okay. If, I, if I'm gonna be a personality, yeah, I think I might go with Hida Kasada. Fair enough. Yeah. Grunts because communicating. The great, grunts. The Great Bear is <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's cool. Uh-oh. He's cool. You know, just, the thank you for that question, Source scale One, oh, a couple, a couple more questions from Source Scale. If you had to classify general playstyles in the L5R LCG, what would they be, and which is your favorite? So we, uh, I think he's talking about, and this is this kind of goes. I thought about our deck building. Right. Where we said a Katrina, a Brad, and a Shouju. Right. right? Shoju being the competitive will do anything to win. Katrina being the, the storyline, thematic, line, story line, thematic yeah. like makes sense, like Crane and Lion might not get together, but Crane and Phoenix, or uh, uh, Phoenix and Lion sh- certainly would, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, you have Brad, which, which is the 41 uh, named card after, deck that's full of Giants. Yeah, the 41 card <laughs> deck, because Brad Andrews just can't seem to cut out the 41st card out <laughs> of his deck. So, and Katrina Ostrander, who is the story editor and lead FF F- Fantasy Flight. Yeah, so, story, we have yeah. Katrina, Brad, and Shoju. and I'm probably more along the lines of a Brad, Although it's not as janky, it's sometimes I really can't cut that forty-first card out. But I'm not—I don't think I'm a soju.
1: Well, and we came up with those those deck archetypes sort of early on. I'm not exactly sure that they really fit. Yeah. After after having you know six months months or so of the game, mm-hmm. because it seems like you've got like you've got the Phoenix Clan, which is it seems sort of like a Brad Clan. You know, they're, yep. they're janky. They've got weird toolkit sort of features. But but you you know there, obviously Jank is still a playstyle you could probably do it just about any clan some somehow uh, it seems like you know each clan seems to have sort of its own unique playstyle like, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. each agree. one each one gravitates towards something
2: I would say um, those initial three you mentioned there those are definitely deck archetypes um, I think I think they still stand largely because um, this qu- the is like you say is talking more about playstyle feel I think there's a few playstyles we can pick out and I think they're a little more cross clan. Like say in general, I would say um, crab and scorpion seem to me in general play style overlap a certain amount, which there a certain amount of like yeah come at me, you Mm -hmm. you appear to be really weak right now yes I do come at me that's why the you know deceptive deceptive trapping
1: the first Mm -hmm. popular builds for crab decks were all scorpion splash the
2: cards work beautifully yeah Yeah. you know um, obviously we've seen both unicorn and lion tend to favor a I try and win this certain type of battle. And counter the other one as best I can. A right. solid one-two style right. play. Yeah,
1: you the, know that swarmy weenie rush kind of play style. Yeah. Yeah. You know
2: with a with a, mili- with a military aggra- aggressive bent. Um, I think it's reasonable to say you've got Crane and Lion, uh, both share a, a very a different, a, a totally different play style, which I think is the I, we specialize in something and forget everything else kind of play. Crane go, Crane go. We honour up. We political. We F the military. And there is definitely a lion style that doesn't play both hands and the, plays yeah, the, the, military, the, military, military, military. The mm-hmm.
1: glass cannon, sort of.
2: Exactly. So, know, yes. Style, there are yeah. definitely play styles within the game. That might be worthy of a longer, deeper conversation than we have time for right now. Right, right, I right. think honestly. Developing. And I would ask, ask people, what do you think of the playstyles? I don't I think they're definitely clan related, but I don't think they're individual clan locked particularly. You know, I think there's lots of overlap between them. So
1: the, uh, I guess I, I guess I have a sort of a follow-on question that that pops into my head. So thing things that are popular right now, like the the drop style, you know, mm-hmm. big hand, small board deck. Mm-hmm. How what does that fit into? Is is that is that thematic? Is that win at all costs? You know, is it both? Ooh.
2: <clears throat> I mean, in Scorpion, it's definitely both. Out of Scorpion, that's where it gets interesting yeah
0: you know right and i think that's a if we're going to go with kind of older play styles like or, or general playstyles, mm-hmm. that's a control deck very much a control like right. i will control i i will i will cede control to you because i don't have characters on the board that you can when you don't then there are no characters to affect on your opponent's side void ring fire ring, these become less important because no. th- then, it's, uh, then it's dependent on your characters. Now, you bring up an interesting point, largely because of
2: our next question, if you'd like to lead us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, a new machine, 615 on Reddit says, what differenti- differentiates tempo, aggro, and control in this game? Is there a possibility in a game without a mana or turn curve and incremental resources like life for an aggro deck that functions similar to magic? And so, Carl and I, this is a great question that that really, I think, leads and is in part covered by Source Scales. One of the things that comes from this is, and and I've heard a lot of podcasts. I listen to to L5R podcasts, and they're wonderful. One of the things I don't know that I understand is what tempo, what aggro. I do understand what control means, especially in L5R. Mm -hmm. But tempo and aggro are ones that the definitions are slippery for me. So... Yeah, we so talked about that earlier. When I spotted this
2: one, most people listening know, but um, I work in a game store. I sell a lot of Magic cards. I don't play a whole lot of Magic myself, but if you're involved in card games in general, you can't help but hit the, the big, large background and baggage that that game's brought in.
1: Right, and, and you do you do have some... Everybody's playing a little bit of Magic.
2: So Tempo and Aggro get thrown around a lot of Terms. In this particular context, when we're talking about Magic the Gathering, there's an interesting definition to both of them. One of the better ones I heard about with tempo is, tempo really can be defined down as board presence. Where am I in the game versus my opponent? How much do I have going on? How much utility? How much strength? How much ability do I have to enact my will on the opponent right now?
0: All right, so it's kind of... It's building board state. It's building board state in terms of characters, really. And that's what this is, right? Well,
2: that's where it gets interesting. I mean, as we said before, if we talk about the drop deck, the drop deck builds board state for its hand. So we know, first of all, in the L5R, characters, characters on the table is not simply it. We know that from a particular deck that you said yourself gains a whole bunch of strength from not having characters on the mm-hmm. table. So board state is not simply a function of that. And I would put forward that, for that basis that, um, when we talk we talking a second, that, um, the, the drop deck is actually an aggro deck. Because the idea of an aggro deck is one to go, right, from the first moment, my main focus is tempo, a- above all else. Con- getting my board state ahead of my opponent without being concerned what he's doing to me. If we make a comparison, the ta- classic magic deck goes, forget my life total. All I care about is my opponent's life total and how much lower it's going now there's two e- two easy transitions uh, translations there. One of them is honor if you're playing this on a deck, mm-hmm. and I would counter that l5r most definitely does have a incremental total a honor is your life total. You're not always being attacked in it, but it's always going to be affected by the game mm-hmm. And then the second thing of course, is what what provinces you've lost versus losing your stronghold how far how far along you are to being defeated with a stronghold break now a aggro deck goes right. Second one, all I care about is break those things, get my broad, board presence ahead as fast as possible, You know, get tempo, keep myself ahead of my opponent in the state where I can stay ahead and get those breaks, get his life total down as quickly as possible, get the breaks, get the honor down as quick as fast. The drop deck does that from the first second mm-hmm. just by just by passing and taking fate. Mm-hmm. So I'd say there are there's more to look at in here and talk about those, but I'd say that's one of the aggro style decks.
0: And and so what, I, what I'm thinking of is... Board state should include when we're talking about L five R not yeah. only the characters you have in play but the fate in your fate pool. Yeah, without any because doubt. that's potential characters in play. Yeah. Right, that represents potential characters in play and the potential for you to play cards out of your hand. Mm-hmm. When you see, when you look across and see zeros, you're like, I know your options are limited.
2: Yeah. And to refer back to something else in the question, there's a concept in magic of mana curve, the idea that in a turn all turns being equal as they should be, the amount of resources available to each side should curve upwards. Versus and should curve upwards versus what it costs me to attack my opponent. An aggro deck again will play cheap cards, so it doesn't have to play much mana, so it can get that tempo and get that curve up. Mm-hmm. L5R has basically a curve that's entirely under your control. You don't have to draw a card for it. As we said, you can just pass, Mm -hmm. save money. But also, you can play out cards and abilities in a certain way to go, no, I'm going to keep myself... I'm going to mean that next turn, my fate overall is growing. Not just by the seven that everyone else is getting, but it's growing versus my opponent. Those so are all there, so there's, there's in the a better example of,
1: of, of games that do curves,
2: though. Have either of you ever played the
1: Versus system? A little bit. Either version of it. That's something where the whole deck is built. You're building your decks on. I have so many one drops that I can get out early on. Then I've got my two drops, my three drops, my four drops, and you're looking to get a one drop out first turn, two drop out second turn, three drop out third turn, that sort of thing.
2: And yeah, classical curve. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's that's the classic curve style of of play, and you don't really necessarily get that in L five R. Mm-hmm. Because the the the, the so it seems like it, it feels like a little more random to me about what's going what's, what you're going to see in your flop because you're only seeing four di- dynasty cards a turn.
2: Yeah, no, you're making a fair point that um, because you start with, with um, an upfront uh, income in L five R, you can just go, I'm going to. Um, I can play uh, Hidakasada turn one. Yeah, I'm going to break the curve Mm -hmm. because the idea in a a curve style game like Magic and and versus is you can only play a cheap card. Your only choice is to play a cheap card turn one. it isn't possible to play a larger one. So that's a fair point there. So that does play out against it, uh, against that somewhat. Yeah, but the idea being that um, as we said there, those those drop style decks allow themselves to basically either play. To make the choice on what to play out of hand in those points. Because they they can beat aggro because they can because the advantage of backing off and going, what's the board state right now? I can see the whole I can see what the actual board presence is versus my opponent. I can see his characters, I can see he's got X cards in hand. What he can't see is how much money I have and whether or not I'm going to start a curve, play low characters, build up, or I'm going to hit big. Catchy goes from hand right, etc. Right.
0: okay so so there's aggro deck we we've we've yeah. established what aggro and l5r means like yeah. you re- really don't care about yours you don't really care about defense so you're straight in there now yeah. tempo i would to I, me okay go ahead wait, wait, would wait. mean something like you're you're setting up your board state and looking for an opportunity uh, for a wave so it's a little bit defensive it's a little well,
2: bit it's a, it's interesting opportunistic. This is one of those weird ones because people talk about tempo decks. Every deck is a tempo deck. Um, tempo is a concept in the game rather than the deck style. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I put well, it. Well, okay. uh,
1: if you want yeah. to look for a tempo style of play, I would look to Lion. Now think about the games that we had on Wednesday night, those two games. So my, with my Lion deck, I was putting out new characters every turn. I was looking for ways to win, uh, win conflicts, look for a break. But I was trying to keep, kind of keep the pressure on, keep putting things out, keep, you know, moving against you, and so I had to keep, you know, playing cards, playing cards, playing cards at, at a certain level and bringing out new characters and and spending fate in certain ways. I never, I, I never got a huge pool of fate that game. So I, I, had a, I was consistently spending, consistently looking for more characters to try and win conflict, win conflict, get the stronghold break.
2: Yeah, a, a, good, a good way to look at that is it's a high-tempo deck, using using the fact that you're ahead in board state to pressure your opponent, which is not necessarily the same as being aggro, because in your particular case you are most definitely defending, you're countering your yes. opponent's attacks, you're, you're interacting a little bit more. One of the reasonable problems in a card game about an aggro deck is it's less interactive. And there's no argument that Mm -hmm. the drop decks are less interactive. That's Mm -hmm. why they're winning. As always always, we know, one of the best ways to break a card game is to force your opponent, put your opponent in a state where he can't respond. And that's what aggro's trying to do. Agro's trying to go, I am going too fast for you. Trying to turn
1: it into a game of solitaire, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I guess
2: Sorry, to kind of of like half summarize up, I think you're quite right. Uh, I think they definitely exist, and they're not miles out. I would mention as well, one last little thing to think of in terms of board state is honor. Honor is mm-hmm. a way of losing, mm-hmm. and where your honor is versus your opponents is a massive component of board state. We've right. all played decks where then when they drop to f- six or five honor and you go, oh, hey, this game just changed. How mm-hmm. I can play. Oh, yeah. And then finally, the rings. Which rings are likely to affect you, which your opponent is likely to go for, which they've already claimed, mm-hmm. you know, which has been used for the turn. I mean, we have a built-in piece of board presence, the Imperial Favor. Right. Just the nature of the favor itself is flat out a piece of board presence is how is how how the game's going what your opponent mm-hmm. can achieve what you can't do mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm. all right cool so this is my moment because i'm largely the editor of this or i am i'm not largely i am the editor for this podcast so i'm going to take a moment to get on a soapbox here so many of you know if you've been listening long time i am a professor at at a university, and my one of my expertise is in research methods and particularly applied quantitative research methods.
1: You're, you're, what you can't see right now is Tobin just put on a smoking jacket. He's holding uh, up yeah. up uh, yeah, patches, my, patches on
0: the elbows. My, well, I got patches on my elbows. There so you go, right? I'm, I'm wearing my CSU, <laughs> my CSU uh, sweatshirt with patches on the elbows. So I've been hearing a lot about and reading this for the last few months as, as percentages have come out, winning percentages have come out on Cote's. And the, what the margin of error is on on these things? And as a as a person who tries to help people learn things, I'm gonna get on my soapbox here for a couple of minutes. You're welcome to fast forward through this if you like. But if you want to hear something about statistics, you, you you're welcome to listen. So statistics, first of all, is a field that uses mathematics right to make guesses about various things, relationships, sources of variance, etc. So it's used to figure out retroactively why. Something happened or the source of where something changed or and then they you can use it proactively to say, if I have these things, what will be my end game? What will my end look like? It also looks at relationships between various constructs, whether they be people's behavior or uh, chemical interaction or what have you. Okay but there i get the feeling that there's a lot of a misunderstanding about the cote winning percentages and this error that we're talking about so i and i think that's been confounded or conflated because we see polls on the newscast and we see hey these people said so many people said yes so many people said no so many people said maybe and we see the percentages on a cote results and we say oh well there's error there well error is a part of statistics as a field there are various kinds of errors right and there's there's, in the formal statistics, there are really only two, which is talking about type 1 and type 2, which are false positive and false negative errors. Now, those don't apply here, but what's commonly meant by margin of error is rooted in various factors, when especially when you're doing surveys, right? So, that little error, that plus or minus that you have during surveys, Doug, you're right. going to say something?
1: I was going to say it, it has to do with, because in a survey, you're doing sampling.
0: Right. You're not, you're exactly.
1: Not, you cannot whole, the entire population. Right. right. It's impossible. Yeah. So that's where margin of error comes in.
0: Yep. Well, that's one of them, right? So that's sampling or selection of people. There's also measurement validity and reliability, right? What kind of questions you ask? Do you ask leading questions or do you ask really like non-leading questions? Uh, and then there's also respondent and non-respondent bias. So those are the leading survey Sources of error Mm -hmm. when you're doing surveys.
2: Let's bring one up there. Respondent and non-respondent bias. This is the biggest problem we have with anything in the internet. Loud voices, loud people and loud voices wins. So what kind of Mm -hmm. opinions we're getting back are always tricky.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, there's that silent you know, majority that never says anything.
0: So none of those things apply to win percentages that are presented as part of a Cote results series. Okay. The only source of error involved in that is in the reporting. So if you have somebody report that they won when they lost or lost when they won, that's that's what it is. Now even that's limited because even if you have 200 people, you have 100 games per round and let's say it's a cote so it's we're just going to say three rounds, 100 games for those three rounds, no one drops. That's 300 games. Right? The greatest mistakes, the greatest ch- the greatest errors will come when the least played clan reports an error. So let's say unicorn says, "Hey, There's 10 people playing unicorn in the 200 people, which isn't, (laughs) which is about right, right? Like I, I, from memory, I'm like, yeah, it was really low numbers for unicorn players. Much to
1: Jason Wallace's sugar. Yes.
0: So if you have 10 people playing unicorn and they're not playing each other, you have 15 games where unicorns are being played per round. So if one game report is incorrect, it'll impact the number by their winning percentage by seven points, right? So they'll be down or up seven points, depending. But that's only the unicorn win percentage, uh, not who actually beat them, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be who, who if they reported a win, that'll impact theirs. But if, let's say they beat a scorpion, there's a f- more scorpion players. So that one game report loss won't impact the scorpion percentages too much. So, but here's here it is. Too long didn't read, too long didn't listen. My point here is that while there might be a reporting error that causes the numbers to be wrong. It's not an error based on process. There is no margin of error in reporting percentages. That we're not trying to take those percentages and and use them as a sample of things out in the real, like f- for the full population. The yep. percentages of the statistics of the winning clans in a cote. That's what they are. They're not statistics. It's percentages.
1: Well, here's and in here's- this
0: case, they're being they're not being compared to any larger group or population. And the winning and the losing rates are what they are for that Cote. You can try to generalize, and that's fine, but those percentages are what they are for that Cote. Yeah, extrapolation
2: if, is always a fun a fun game.
1: But. If you take the win results from Cotes and try to extrapolate that to the entire L5R community, then margin of error comes into play because then these, the Cote results become a, a sample of the larger
2: community of players mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. you, you hit up on the various points, like um from the cote itself, you assume you assume within a reasonable percentage that all knowledge is perfect. You polled everyone in that was res- in that in that event and got numbers which are accurate, barring a certain amount of possible reporting physical error mm-hmm. yeah there's no variance there as such There's simply the fact that something went wrong. secondly, there's no opinion, people want or they didn't. There's no worries about how, about the reliability of information of whether or not bias came in, anything like that. None of these things happen. As Doug says, the moment you take it outside, those things creep in. I mean, we're sitting here, we sit here and as a podcast purposely put out um, bias information. We have opinions. That's how it works. We ask about things. We can't avoid that, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is not happening in the numbers from those cotes. Right. You can take it wherever you want from there, but the cotes are as they are. So
0: when you see, you know, fifty-five percent win percentage for a certain clan, and you see another clan has a fifty-two point win percentage. That's what they are. There's no margin of error here. There's not. They're not effectively the same. They are different. One has 52. One has 55. Mm-hmm.
1: Even if it were to aggregate all the results of all the cotes, you're still got. You still are looking at 100% sample size. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're sampling uh, 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 the entire pool of available av- available respondents. Right. So there mm-hmm. is no margin of error.
0: Right. Yeah. Other than the reporting one. Right? Yeah, of course. And of that's course. not a. That's not considered a margin of error. That's just the data. That's just the data error. Mm-hmm. And there we are. That was it. That's, I got it off <laughs> my chest. woo No, I mean, woo. the moment...
2: I, I, hadn't feel seen, better. I hadn't seen this write-up or anything before. I'm, as soon as you got in, I'm like, I see where he's going. <laughs> okay, I get this now.
0: Yeah. All right, folks. We are having a Disciples event at Total Escape Games in uh, a week on April 7th. We. I, I'm, I'm jazzed. I've been playing some L5R on Goku, and I've been having some really amazing moments. And I think... Uh, this game is just set to get even better. Yes, we've. This has been a dry period for the last. I'd say for the last six, eight weeks, it's been a dry period. After we all kind of recovered from the holidays in the six and six, but here it is. We're I have about to, say, to get New cards.
1: I, I'm kind of. I'm I'm, getting, I'm starting to get a little jazzed for it too because I've been playing a lot of crab. I just. I've been playing straight crab since the basically the end of six and six. Mm-hmm. And so this week was the, my, it was the first time pulling out Lion in a long time. Yeah, and you played <laughs> and, it well. Oh, okay, you played good. it well. It I, felt good. the change felt good. Yeah, I, I might actually bring a Lion deck to Yellow the, Cards. Uh, I might bring <laughs> that to the uh, the event. I don't know.
0: Cool, Lion with Phoenix support. Ooh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I'm I'm I am. Um Half planning to be there. I'm going to see what, what um, enthusiasm I can rustle up at the cafe end. But we the arrival of the pack is a weird time of the week for that. Because most of the, most of the play will probably be happening the week after.
3: All right.
1: Because it hits
2: Thursdays. But, yeah, we we'll, we'll see. Yeah, what's yeah, going. yeah. Fingers crossed.
1: If you would like to join the discussion... If you have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcastgmail.com, at via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember
0: Honor is the, the deadliest, deadliest weapon.
1: weapon.
3: The you forgot to hit
1: pause on the recorder.
2: So, you get to hear this little bit right here. <laughs> and no, so, no, just so, <laughs> so, you're
1: going to leave this in, right? You,
0: the, you walking away, yeah, no, Tromping tr- 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 up the stairs. Go
1: go I'm not going
0: to leave it in. I don't leave in shit like this. Okay, so you. Bad podcaster.